Brody and Eric, Super Sports Show. <laughs> Good evening, Wildcats. It is currently 6.02 p.m. We're getting a little bit of a, uh, a late start uh, here, and it, it's a pretty nice 86 degrees. We've got 86 uh, on the thermometer out here in Tucson, but it's been a beautiful day. It's been nice. The sun is setting uh, out there right now. It's a beautiful Tuesday, October 8th here in Tucson, Arizona. Welcome to Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show here on 1570 AM Camp Student Radio. And to all those listening on our Camp Radio stream, as well as any of our podcasting platforms, I'm your host, Brody Dryden, here alongside my partner in crime for the evening, Julia Townsend. Julia, how are you? I'm pretty good. Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining. And we also have John Rice in the studio. You might uh, recognize John from, uh, from last week. John, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Brody. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for coming by. We're, we've got Eric, Eric has the uh, the night off uh, this week, so we're uh, training some of the uh, young bucks in Camp <laughs> Student Radio, uh, if you will. If you like to call into the show at any point uh, this evening, we will put you straight on the air. Uh, please don't say anything blasphemous, or uh, uh, or you could say something stupid, but just don't uh, don't curse on the air like Eric Wong did uh, last week. But anyways, we are going to dive right into our first topic of the evening u of a football uh it's it was a rough week for u of a football it was Um, definitely a tough one yeah arizona lost 51 to 27 to the washington huskies uh this past week after winning uh four straight games yeah we were number one in the pac-12 south Mm -hmm. by a lot now we're tied yeah we're still number one in the pac-12 south yeah yeah so (laughs) i don't know if you could really call it uh first place there but yeah, it was a rough one. I, I've got to say, it was a good first half. I mean, Arizona went into the half with the lead. It was 17 uh, to 13. It looked uh, like everything was going, you know, things that could have been going better. Khalil Tate missed uh, a few things here and there. Um, there was that defensive touchdown in the second quarter where Tate fumbled it. Uh, so uh, you... It was, that we had that blocked punt right in the beginning as well. Yeah. It was a little discouraging. Yeah, yeah. We had the blocked punt. There, it was kind of a weird special teams uh, game because we also, or th- I guess we each muffed a punt and we uh, they had that blocked punt, which yeah. it, it seems like, you know, normally, especially with Arizona, it's, it's kind of like the boring, all right, they're going to punt it and they're going to pin him in the back or it's going to be a touchback or something. We normally don't get that type of excitement. Uh, with Arizona football, but we obviously uh, saw that, and I thought Arizona's defense did a fantastic job, that, and they did do a fantastic job uh, that that first half. You know, they, yeah, they, abso- they, absolutely. I would say the first half looked a lot like the mm-hmm. Colorado game, where you kind of just thought it was going to go back and forth. Everyone was scoring, but you had Arizona blocking the ball. Um, it wasn't until uh, the second half where Khalil Tate kind of. Definitely threw some questionable out of bounds repeatedly. Some some freshman looking uh, yeah, play they from were Khalil bad. Tate. It, it it wasn't the uh, the brightest of spots for Khalil Tate. Now for being the senior leader of the team, obviously he had he had a, some good plays here and there. He threw for a touchdown, uh, yada yada yada. But he, I, I felt like it w- I got the same feeling as. I did when Khalil Tate had his like breakout season, where obviously he was fantastic, 
but it was his first experience as a Division One Pac-12 starting quarterback, and he'd make those types of mistakes where it's like, ah, okay, whatever, but he'll learn from it. But now it's it's like I, I don't necessarily have that same forgiveness, uh, you know, that yeah, I shouldn't absolutely. be getting those same uh, type of vibes from Tate because he is a senior quarterback now at the University of Arizona he's played um, his fair share of games and he he shouldn't be making those types of mistakes well and it, it seems kind of like uh, backpedaling for coach Kevin Sumlin at post game he tried to say that maybe he Khalil Tate wasn't feeling great mm-hmm. and but then when questioned on Monday of why did we put him in the game then he said that he had no idea and so I'm not sure if maybe he's still injured mm-hmm. or yeah, I, obviously Kevin Sumlin's been pretty uh, wishy-washy yeah, about w- w- about that situation specifically, and he, he doesn't like to release uh, the injury reports, which are which is understandable. You know, it's like w- w- a strategic thing in college, you know, or is in and the NFL. It's like you're required to that your um, you know injury reports and what and medical records are updated and public uh, for other teams to see and whatnot. But in college, that's not a rule. It's like you can like yeah. we we've seen it a couple times. We don't know who's going to be out on the field and healthy until the time of the game. But yeah, that was uh, one thing I was. I guess not surprised by, but uh, Kevin Sumlin, we, we went to the uh, press conference this Monday together following uh, that loss, and he admitted, he was like, yeah, I probably should have known more about Khalil Tate's health. I, I probably uh, said, I, I probably shouldn't have said that on Saturday night where he kind of said, oh, I don't know, basically. But that's one thing. I've got to give credit to uh, coaches and players. I mean, imagine you know, doing any job and then immediately having critics and people that watch watch your every move pick apart what you did and say, why wasn't that little part perfect? Well, that's what we talked about right after the press conferences. It seems like sometimes the interviewers will, they ask the questions you don't want to be asked and Mm. don't have answers for, and they just put you in that uncomfortable situation. So exactly. um, definitely, though, he also mentioned that Khalil Tate, you know, didn't feel that great about his performance. So at least we know he knows and hopefully can make some improvements. And I don't know, I'm hoping, what do you think, to put Grant Gannell in sooner? I think he's doing really great. You know, I th- I'm i a big fan of Grant Gannell. You know, he's got a bright future as a freshman. He played great against NAU. He had a fantastic game against Texas Tech. He looked like a confident uh, leader out there. Um, but I don't, I think it's a, it's a bit. I don't know. I, I've already thrown this word around. I or I, I I don't want to go so far. I was about to say it's blasphemous. Sorry, that's me just thinking out loud right now. Uh, but I I don't think Grant Gannell should be considered to be the starting quarterback. I don't mean starting, but I think a little bit sooner because right when he was in, it was already too late. They were already head forty. But, that, but that's exactly why I think he did so well. But he made yeah. I just right away though he got three completions in a row, and I think that was. I mean, considering how many uh, throws Tate had thrown out of bounds, I'm just thinking yeah. maybe we should have played that move sooner. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I just don't. You can't not trust Khalil. I, I feel like Khalil Tate just is. We've seen his peak now. In other uh, situations in the Arizona football program, we've seen. Brandon Dawkins out there and it's like all right he didn't really do any you know he was a we thought he would be a solid starting quarterback but then he just kind of stunk it up or or whatever we never saw like a peak 
uh, a Brandon Dawkins. It was always just like, oh, we'll hope he does well. He just never amounted to much. Uh, sort of same. I, Anu Solomon was a little bit better in that regard. He stuck around for a little bit longer. He built his way up. He had some solid games, but it was still kind of like, oh, we could see somebody else. With Khalil Tate, it's like, this guy is phenomenal. There's a reason why he before each season since his sophomore year when no one expected it has been expected to be one of the best quarterbacks not only in the Pac-12 but in the nation and and I don't think you can squander an opportunity to play him for you know a freshman who has done well against NAU he had a great game against Texas Tech but like I there is barely anything it would have to in my opinion it would have to be and I'm, I'm i'm just being stubborn honestly and maybe it's a bad way of looking at it but grant Gannell would literally have to have like record-breaking performances when he's out there yeah uh to surpass khalil tate because he's a freshman and i think that's what coach sumlin kind of mm-hmm. clarified he did clarify several times that that is what his job is is he is the backup quarterback he is yes. not there to replace no exactly so yeah. i guess that is something to consider so yeah no i i'm sad i was i was satisfied with someone's response there because i i agree with that like ganell's a great quarterback for the future great backup but right now it's like we got to stick with tate and i i don't necessarily agree with uh you know there's bloggers and uh tweeters out there that are calling for tate's head and want ganell in there right away but it's in my opinion i don't, yeah, know, I don't know if you i don't know if you disagree i think he's still number two um mm-hmm. out of all the quarterbacks in the ncaa um i want to say number two or three but so Overall, he's definitely good yeah. but it's just i just think based on that game alone if you just take it apart individually mm-hmm. by the third quarter he had been so many incompletes i think there was one interception that was frustrating to see him just throw it out. Over and over again. I think at that point is when you just make that play change, not necessarily for all, every game because it could just be an off game, but mm-hmm. that was a tough one to watch. I mean, I had hope up even when we were behind mm-hmm. 23 points. Uh, it was hard. Yeah, it, it, it really was. <laughs> and it was a late game. It was a late game. Oh, my that goodness. That was weird. Yeah, I, I didn't get home until like 2.30 a.m. that night having to work after and uh doing play-by-play for that game that my my throat was sore we'll we'll just say that um but yeah grant canelli went three for eight uh 25 yards i nathan tilford uh really i i mean again you can't it was garbage time essentially washington knew they were going to win on that drive uh, when Gunnell and Tilford were marching down the field and got that touchdown. But that was quite the run by it Nathan was really Tilford. Nice, yeah. it, it was just, it was just kind of a refreshing, you know, normally it's like they'll kick you while you're down and it's almost understandable. It's like, yeah, we are not doing anything for the rest of this game. But, you know, getting the backups in there and Nathan Tilford, he put together that nice run at the end that really uh, – I, I, w- I was impressed by it. Nathan Tilford is really uh, – uh, stepped up this year after he had such high expectations coming into Arizona and uh, then definitely did not meet them right away. But this year, I don't know. Yeah, Obviously, it's a little tough being behind J.J. Taylor and behind Gary Brightwell, who's also earned himself a uh, the deserved spot of being a solid backup uh, running back. But uh, but good for Tilford. Um, it was nice having Taylor back, too. And yeah, he it, definitely. it was. And that, that's the one weird thing. That, so the past two games before Washington, 
Arizona didn't even get 100 rushing yards. And especially in that Colorado one, Arizona didn't need it because Khalil Tate had his career day, first time ever being over 400 yards. He had 404 uh, passing yards, and Arizona had 86 rushing yards, which is like wildly low, but also almost expected because um, Gary Brightwell was a little dinged up and J.J. Taylor didn't play essentially uh, against Colorado. But now, after two games, not even hitting 100 rushing yards. Arizona hits 151 in this one, but they can't even get close to getting the job done, which I think is kind of weird. You know, more running game, more productive running game. I thought J.J. Taylor had a pretty, I mean, 89 yards rushing on 18 rushes, 4.9 yards was his average uh, per rush that um, in this last game, but Arizona just couldn't get the job done. Don't you think yeah. that's kind of weird? Um, I think it definitely, yeah, I think it has to do with a lot of the incomplete passes. I think that yeah. kind of defeated morale. We were, because um, for the most part, every time we did catch the ball, and I think, uh, you know, that's what Coach Sumlin was saying is we would, it would be uh, 10 yards every time, but then we wouldn't catch again, which we're used to making kind of five yards at a time, but we're catching the ball every time. We're making some progress, but there were a lot of times where, we would make 10 yards, but then we would fall back yeah. about another 10 yards. Yeah. And uh, just a quick correct, I've been corrected. Achilleal Tate is number eight. Number eight? Yes, I've, I've been corrected by some of our listeners. Okay. So N- Number eight on, on what? Uh, the quarterback in college football. Oh, yeah. okay. Cool. Khalil, Khalil Tate, number eight. That's pretty high, yeah, though. Yeah, still pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty pretty <laughs> darn good. I, I, maybe but. he was his, uh, number two before this And I'm wondering game. if maybe we were also looking at – I was looking at maybe just our division. but Yeah, maybe. But maybe I, I just hey. want to not in, misinform you guys. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, appreciate, the, uh, appreciate the correction. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know what it was about the defense for Arizona in, yeah. that, in that second half because they played so well. In the first half, I know I, we were getting, we were, they weren't getting anywhere in yeah. the first half. And one thing I think it, it kind of was was not only Arizona's defense uh, not playing well, but I think Washington is a pretty underrated school. I think they are a lot better than what you know. They they weren't even ranked coming into this when they started out. Everyone knows they have talent. They started out the season ranked at number eight, if I'm uh, if my memory serves me. Uh, right. They've started the season out at number eight. Now they're unranked. So the, the, all I'm saying is the talent's definitely there. I, I feel like they, they played, they, they straight up just like played, I don't want to say played better, but you, you I could, mean, you they could did, tell. they did in yeah. a way. And, and in a way, it was almost basic in the sense of like, how did we not see it coming? Because they'd go out on the sides of the field, catch the ball and run. They're, they're definitely very fast. Mm-hmm. But then right after that, they'd go for the center after we blocked the sides. Mm-hmm. And they would just keep going. And it's like they were playing with us. And, of course, from an outside view, it's a lot easier to be like, man, how could you not see that? Yeah. But, I mean, it just every time I felt like the ball was passed right on the side of the field and they would run up and right to, right to the end zone. Mm-hmm. And then at, right after that, they were passed right in the middle. And every time I was like, how are they open? Yeah, but, yeah, no, they, they definitely came in with a good strategy because I'm a big fan of their coach, Brian Peterson, you know, coming uh, off of Boise State where he became famous for all the trick plays um, and whatnot. And he's kind of brought that creative play calling, obviously, to Washington. Whenever they ran one of those sweep 
uh, sweeping uh, r- rush plays where they'd kind of pitch it off as the the wide receiver yeah. was sweeping to the side. Arizona, it's like they ran it more than three times. A, I want like to say that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, but Arizona just couldn't. They they were like, oh, they 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 were kind of playing like they were expecting one thing, but they couldn't adapt. That and that's how I felt, like from an mm. outside perspective, yeah. watching from the because I was actually in the stands. I was by the end zone, um, watching right there from the first row, and I just thought every time. Oh my God! They just did that. How are how is this happening again? Mm-hmm. And that's what I think hurt morale for me a lot. Yeah, um, John, did you have any thoughts on the uh, the Arizona Washington game this uh, past Saturday? Well, I just wanted, wanted to real quickly correct you on Peterson. It's Chris Peterson, not Brian. <laughs> oh, my bad. Yes. No worries. Um, no, I felt like I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chris. I, I'm, I just need to personally apologize to Chris. <laughs> I felt like we. Uh, we lost gas there in the third quarter, and it was kind of painful knowing it was a later game because already I was falling asleep, mm. but it kind of put me more to sleep. Oh, oh. Yeah, and I think that was another comment Coach Umland said was someone for some reason had to ask him about the late games, mm-hmm. but he was saying it's, it's tough on the team, and I can imagine you're sitting there all day watching these games all day. Mm. I mean, it's easy to – you're sitting in a hotel usually, especially for the away games. It's easy to lose – morale and lose that energy and when asked uh what his favorite time of the day was to play he said actually right away yeah it's nice and we don't get those we the reason we have these late games is so that we get access you know and people on the east coast can watch the game so you kind of have to pick out pick your poison yeah pick your poison yeah. he said everyone's going to complain no matter when mm-hmm. again if anybody would like to call in uh to brody and or we'll call brody and julia super sports radio show. brody <laughs> julia and john's uh super sports radio show uh tonight here on camp student radio make sure to call in at 520-621-5806 that's 520-621-5806 we will put you right on air uh we don't care what you uh your intentions are but anyways we will get uh, to our uh first uh major segment of the show are you ready julia barely <laughs> i've got holes i've got holes in different area codes area, area codes This is Area Codes, the segment where we will uh, provide an area code from around the world and uh, give a hot sports take or uh, provide some kind of insight on what's happening within the next week um, in said area code. Uh, So I need to, I said this last week to Eric, I need to have like a script uh, for introducing these segments. I just kind of do it off the cuff. But anyways, uh, this is Area Codes. My area code for the week is the 213, which Julia said is an irrelevant uh, or is a non-relevant area code um, anymore in the Los Angeles area. But when I looked, I'm a noob, I just looked up (laughs) um, USC's phone number and it's 213. Yeah, there's there's a small portion, but the majority is definitely going to be the 323 and the 310, you know, as a... Los Angeles yeah, local. Yeah. As, <laughs> as a Los Angelian? Uh, as a Los... Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. What, what, what's the... Well, you know, you say, I'm, I'm, I say I'm a Tucsonan. What's the... Lo- I'm a Los Angeles resident? Is that is that it? I don't know what that... Is there, is there not a thing? There totally is. Okay. Um, but see, I come from a little, even smaller bubble within LA, mm. Santa Monica. Oh, Santa so Monica. We just sit in our high horses over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The, the, uh, the beach yeah. uh, malls and stuff like that. That's a nice... Well, 
Well, I went to, I was in Santa Monica once and I was like with my family and we were, there's like kind of a strip mall type. I don't know if it's a strip. Promenade. It's a third street promenade. Probably. That actually sounds familiar. It's 100% what it was. And there was, (laughs) yeah, super touristy and uh, and whatever. And there was this like amazing French, uh, French. La Crepe. La Crepe. Was it like a stand uh, kind of in the middle of uh, everything? It was on the corner of the promenade, I think. Okay, maybe. I mean, I was kind of young, but it was a, it was a wonderful French place, and I think yeah. I got a crepe. Yeah, I think that might be the place you're talking about. It's actually closed now. No, like in just the last year. I thought that the last time I was there. Okay, because I literally chose my area code two one three USC because I'm going there this uh, this uh, weekend because Arizona is taking on USC. I'm going to say Arizona beats USC. Hard. Wait, you're going to the game? I'm going to the game, yeah. How come I didn't know this? I don't know. I thought I I definitely did tell you. Okay, well. Because you're going to the game. I'm going to the game as well. You're doing press. Yes, I'll be doing live tweeting. Oh, you're just going for fun. Yes, I'm going for fun and Oh, you're just sending me to do the hard work. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. I'm I'm the director. I'm not the, you know, I did did my time. You pawn off the work. Exactly. To us newbies. Exactly, exactly. No, I will be uh, up to some shenanigans at at the Coliseum. So definitely tune in. Uh, I will be live tweeting from that game. Yes, Uh, follow um, at camp underscore sports. That's camp with a k underscore sports and julia will be live tweeting um some stuff about what's going on in the game also uh, what's your twitter I, I tagged you in something today but what's your twitter oh boy i so i don't have anything on there yet but uh at julia m townsend yeah. so that's julia my first name m as in mary and t-o-w-n-s-e-n-d there you go i Fo- had to think about yeah, it Yeah, <laughs> follow, follow julia on twitter um as well and she'll be uh, again, live tweeting from USC. See, this is why it's my area code. Yeah. There's just so much to talk <laughs> See, about. I didn't even know. You were, I'm really upset. <laughs> I'll have to take up, take you up on this. Yes, later. <laughs> yes, yes. No, no, for sure. I, I swear I did uh, tell you, you like ba- back. In, no, but like back in the when it was just an yeah. idea of you going. I de- no, no I, I definitely remember <laughs> telling you, and I'm not even lying about that. Um, yeah. But yeah, the two one three is my area code. USC Arizona's marching in there. They're gonna they're gonna pound on the Trojans. It's gonna be. 3714. Wow, that is I know that's like a wildly hot take and I'm I'm going to regret saying that most likely, but I I'm confident. I I'm just optimistic and I I'm going to be there and I know when I'm at the game that's exactly what the score is going to be what I think it is and Well, I will say that um USC's definitely got like some really good wide receivers. Yes. So as long as our defense stays the way it was during the first half, Mhm. We should be okay because that's the thing is they they are making, as Kevin Sumlin, I think, might have said, the quarterback's job really easy there at USC. So that's why I might disagree with the 14, but I'm not doubting we could win. It could be a high-scoring game just like the Colorado game. Yeah, yeah. That's probably more realistic. That that was just like a wildly hot take. I don't know. I I, I just kind of threw that out there if I'm going to be honest. But all I'm saying is I'm very confident. I'm rooting for Arizona. Yeah, I mean, let's beat their – what do they got? Five games in a row? Let's – yeah. Let's crush them. Let's crush them. Let's crush them. They are coming off a loss. We're each coming off a loss. Yeah. Because they they lost against uh, Notre Dame uh, this past week. But, um, yeah, John, do you have any uh, thoughts on the the game upcoming? Oh, it is uh, their homecoming, by the way. Oh, it is their homecoming. So let's make them cry. Yeah, let's make them cry, all those (laughs) stinking Trojans. What are your thoughts, John? I feel like year after year, USC gets a lot of hype, um, especially going into their game with Notre Dame that they always have. But uh, this year – 
it's kind of up in the air with their quarterback situation. It's kind of seeming like week to week it might change. So I say we just got to be dominant on defense. There you have it. Um, yeah, I uh, know that history is against us in this matchup. I think I, – I, I don't know if you remember those media notes. If I, I saw you scrolling through them when yeah. we were at the press conference. But I think Arizona all-time against USC is like – it's eight and 31 very low it's very very like low eight wins 31 losses or, or, or something like but you that know what are you out of here john all right well all right, bye bye john thanks for uh thanks for coming along sorry we bored you yeah geez uh yeah. well i will say uh even with ucla when we beat them that was supposed to be unexpected and we had a history of losing against ucla yeah. so anything's possible anything is possible all right, yeah. another one of our listeners corrected uh me on Oh, somebody geez. from you Los got, Angeles. Got the peanut gallery oh. on your on your laptop. It's a different person too. Uh, someone from Los Angeles is Angelino. Angelino. There oh, you go. That's like a, oh. I did know that. I did. I don't know if I'm a fan of that. Well, see, maybe that's why you know. That's out not, of sight, out of mind. Yeah, but that's, that's not as cool as being a Tucsonan. <laughs> that's that's you know to each his own. I don't know if I agree with you there. <laughs> Angelino. Okay, there you go. Uh, oh yeah, area code. What's what is your area code? Um, so, uh, I guess I'll just, which actually will lead us to our next section. I'm actually going to go with the 310, which is uh, Greater Los Angeles. Oh, there you go. Um, and it'll lead us into a LeBron James. Ooh. LeBron. Yeah, I'm sitting here with my uh, Steph Curry jersey on. So, mm. of course, there's no bias. But mm. what do you think about LeBron James and what's going on right now? Well, I think to be uh, to be fair to LeBron... Uh, and our listeners, we should play the audio of what uh, everyone in the news has been talking about. Yeah, so about. this is going to be, he comments on uh, uh, Daryl Morey? Daryl Morey. Oh, Morey, yeah, yeah Daryl Morey's uh, tweets about Hong Kong. Yeah, so this the, is his response. Yes. We, we all talk about this freedom of speech. Yes, we all do have freedom of speech. But at times, there are ramifications for the negative that can happen. Um, when you're not thinking about others, you know, or you only think about yourself. So um, I don't believe, uh, I don't want to get into a, a, word, a, a word or a sentence uh, feud with Daryl. A sentence feud? Okay. Um, with Daryl uh, Morey, but I believe he wasn't educated on, on, on the situation at hand. And, um, and he spoke. And uh, so many people uh, could have been harmed, uh, not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually. Spiritually harmed. Just be careful what we what we tweet and we say and what we do. Even though yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be um, a lot of negative that comes with that too. All right, there's the comments. All right, all right, Julia, you start us off. Well, can the pack? What? Was, Sorry, oh, that, that was just <laughs> the, the damn Washington Post. So just I sent you uh, over on the iMessage or whatever the the next response also because he did have something to say today about it okay I sent you a text with it so okay. it's on there but um i don't know i, I uh, definitely think it's interesting because i feel like lebron has been a spokesperson in the past mm. for uh, speaking your mind mm. and it's definitely interesting especially because people have been waiting and sitting there um and it like waiting for lebron to say something i mean even you've had other people kind of ignore and kind of push it aside, which I think would have been the smart thing to do. Yes. Um, and I just think, especially to go out there and make these like uh, comments about him being, Maury being ignorant was a little extreme. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't well, know. Let's go chronologically here. So we're gonna go with uh, actually, 
Steph Curry's response. Love of my life. (laughs) The Steph Curry's (laughs) response to this. This was uh, six days ago. This was on October 9th. You want to say publicly on certain issues? No, I think this one just from it's a league-wide situation in our presence in China. It's just just a different conversation, I think, than what we have normally. Coach talking about gun violence or gender equality or things that um, for us is being uh, spokespeople for people who can't speak for themselves within our communities that that makes a huge impact. This situation is there's a, a huge weight and, mat- and gravity to it and there's going to be need some things that need to be sorted out but I just don't know enough about Chinese history and, and that what that, how that's influenced you know modern society today, um, and that interaction to speak on it. So that's just where we're at, and uh, sure this is not going away. So we'll, we'll come back to it. Definitely a great cop out right there at the end. But that's what that's what I love about it. Which is, I mean, it's a smart play. Okay, and I. I know this is this has been a hot topic and whatever, but it's like they are basketball players. Yeah, they're, they're, they are they are not. They can be if they want to be in the future or during their playing time. They can be national diplomats or, or whatever. And I'm not trying to be the whole like shut up and play basketball guy because I'm normally not. It's like if there's a topic or if there's an issue you you want to speak about, I'm I'm normally t- you know totally in favor of that. They definitely they have their own platform. Uh, you know, when they do their T-shirts, bringing up different awareness and uh, stuff like that. But it's like when. This is a like a very complex situation, and I'm no expert. Yeah, I on mean, it. absolutely. I think it is really great to be honest and say I don't know, as opposed to pick a side. Yes, yeah, um, which which LeBron did, you know. He, yeah, he, he, with, that's that's kind of the more of the issue, and even um, our fellow uh, Arizona alum Steve Kerr, um, he actually was able to retweet support for Hong Kong, and so that's. Uh, I know it's just a retweet, but for someone like Steve Kerr, who has normally been very uh, outspoken about where he stands on situations, mm-hmm. and everyone knows your Twitter is being monitored. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't, I, I just, uh, is it a support for Hong Kong, the government, or the protesters? For the protesters. So, like, he's on Maury's side. Yeah. Like, uh, what LeBron But he's was quiet, against. which I feel like he should be supporting Maury out, right? But I, I understand where he is because. Mm-hmm. You don't want to bring any bad press, but yes. I also believe in the organization standing together yes. in that sense. Yeah, no, it's, it, this is, in my view, and please, uh, people, correct me or call in or, again, 520-621-5806 uh, if, if you disagree or if I, I'm wrong or anything, but this is like a, a money or morality issue, if, I, if I'm understanding this uh, correctly, because I don't think... Anyone in America, well, I mean, obviously there are like communists and stuff that like actually believe that, but like any sane people in America are like, okay, yeah, democracy is a a good thing. Democracy is the way to go. That's uh, good for any country. If there's a, you know, totalitarian regime in control of a government, that is not a good thing. Uh, But Obviously, all the money is in that totalitarian like regime, essentially that is China right now. Again, I'm I'm yeah. kind of throwing out some no, words I mean, right now. I don't think any player should be taking yeah. anything as extreme as maybe Kaepernick. Yeah, but I do believe, for example, like like you said, Curry, 
told everyone he doesn't actually know enough to mm. take a stand. I think that's just as courageous as like, you know, taking a stand. But mm. to just kind of blindly side does feel like LeBron's maybe doing it for the money. Yes, because he, he's a Nike athlete. Yep. He is coming out with Space Jam 2, which uh, loosely is has a lot of investment uh, in the in the back end of all that within China. Uh, a fr- he's a friend of ESPN, which has been uh, very silent on this issue and using choice words when describing the, this whole thing. So it's it's kind of like all the money, all, all the back end money is in China, and now everyone's trying to be uh, careful and whatnot. But before we go further, let's play uh, this clip. Uh, that you sent me from LeBron today, I yeah, believe, that today. Was today. So a lot more recent than those uh, previous clips. Here is LeBron James. I try to do things to make my family proud, make my fans proud every time I step out of the house. So uh, that's what for me, that's what it is. LeBron, do you get where the criticism comes from, like as complex as the issue is? I, think fun, I was trying to ask, do you, do you get where the criticism comes from, like as complex as the issue might be? I think generally it's talking about freedom of speech and human rights issues where do you how do you kind of process this sort of um i don't know i mean it's obviously it's a i mean it's a tough situation that we're all in right now um as an association as us as athletes owners gms whatever so so forth um i I just want to stop right there we have some more to go but again correct me if i'm wrong but it's a tough situation LeBron said it's a tough situation. Should it be a tough situation? I don't think so. It's a tough situation because all the money's in China. It's 100%. You know, it's it's like a... Similarly, what Kaepernick said is believe in something, even if it means, Sac- in his case, sacrificing Sac- nothing. <laughs> because, I mean, that is what it is. I mean, he's, so, that, he's yeah. afraid to lose, which is like, how much could someone at his position lose, really, at this case, just by sacrificing one thing? Because... Mm-hmm. Isn't he already rich enough? He is. He is. He is. He definitely has a lot of money. <laughs> he, de- he definitely has a lot of money in the bank. And I just, it's like I, I just disagree with that. It's like, it shouldn't be. Well, I mean, they would be sacrificing a lot of future money. That's what he'd I mean. Be, that's what he'd be sacrificing by just outspokenly saying, um, "Well, he shouldn't." Th- th- all I'm saying is, before all of this. I would have preferred nobody spoke on anything. Absolutely. Probably. I mean, obviously, Maury was on the right side of it now that I've chosen, yeah. I, I personally chosen that side, um, which uh, it was kind of hard last week. I'm a little thankful because I knew there was protesting going on in Hong Kong. I knew that was a situation. I didn't know details. Uh, and I, because I just never necessarily, like, I don't know, maybe it's my ignorance. My, well, I mean, it's hard when you're not there mm-hmm. and experience something. It's a lot easier to disconnect. Exactly. Because, I mean, I would see headlines, but I didn't know the seriousness. I was actually informed this weekend when I asked details. Uh, my fiance's kind of always in the know in the news. And, I, I mean, I had no idea to the extent of how long this kind of stuff had been mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, no, And exactly. I think that's where, you know, it's hard for us when we're living our lives and we have the liberties and freedoms that they don't. Exactly. So how would we know? Exactly. And I, I just couldn't see how you could defend what that what that Absolute, government's yeah. doing. Literally, uh, last week, I had the numbers up. I don't know if it's risen uh, since then, but uh, it was 2,600-ish. I'm going to, I don't have an exact number. It was like 2,600-ish protesters arrested 
for for protesting the government, which is just like literally a totalitarian, you know, yeah. attribute a in, in itself. But in, anyways, uh, we can continue to discuss yeah, I think more. Yeah, there's only a couple seconds. Yeah, let's uh, listen to more of LeBron James here speaking on uh, his controversy. And I think, you know, when an issue comes up, if you feel passionate about it or you feel like um, it's something you want to talk about, then then so be it. Um, I also don't think that. Um, Every issue should be everybody's problem as well, you know. So, you know, when things come up, there's there's multiple things that that we haven't talked about that happen in our own in our own. Not every issue should be that, everybody's problem. That, yeah, that's where I lose it. It. Not every issue should be everybody's problem. That, like <laughs> that's like saying so for me and you as Caucasian that Black Lives Matter should just not be our yeah, problem. Yeah. I mean. That's pretty th much what he's saying. Yes. That, so. And again, this is off the cuff, LeBron. This was not a prepared statement. He's just being asked this. Asked this. So I'm sure if he had a chance to, but it's just like, it's like watch your words, man. Yeah. Like you're not really making sense right well, now. Well, and that's what's like if you're gonna do anything, take the Curry lane and just say, exactly. I, I don't know. We can talk about it later. Exactly. Like hasn't he seen what? He's been commenting on this. He's has done. been in the spotlight enough to know. Yes, absolutely, exactly. And what what's happened with the Houston Rockets with Daryl Morey, yeah. the Houston Rockets GM? What the fallout that uh, has been brought upon him hasn't? Le can't LeBron see that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So oh God, uh, why? Yeah, Julia just got scared. Let's put on. Uh, All right. Yeah, we're good to go. Hello, you are live on Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show. Who are we talking Brody to? Brody and Julia. Oh, there's, there's no way it's Brody and Eric's Super Sports Show if Eric isn't there, dog. That, that's true, that's true. Uh, thanks for calling in, uh, Eric, to Brody and Julia's <laughs> Super Sports Radio Show. Uh, what's up, Eric? What's up? I don't know. I, what, what's going on? What topic of uh, wacky sports are we talking about? You're not oh, even tuning you, in. You weren't even, you weren't even, you weren't even listening? Can we hang up on him? I just, got, I just got out of a business presentation. Okay, how'd it go? How'd it go? It went pretty good. Well, good. Um, wait, I just so, want... Do you have anything to say about uh, LeBron's comments? Because that is where oh, we are right now. I think LeBron is 100% right about everything that he's ever said, ever. <laughs> is he a LeBron fan? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't think he's necessarily a LeBron fan. No, but we're we're talking about the whole Hong Kong stuff that you are so oh, uninformed. Yeah. About. Yeah. We're, we're about to we're about to hang up on you because we were in the middle of a big rant. Do, but do you have any hot sports takes or anything you want to get off your chest before we hang up on you? Oh, um, um, U of A is going to win out in football and go to the Rose Bowl. That is all I got for you. All right, thank you, Eric. I'll see you later tonight. All right, bye. Ooh, sounds, bye. Sounds oh, fun. Oh, yeah. It'll be, so click off there. Yeah, right, yeah. there you go. All right, yeah, I don't know why our voice – it used to be a thing where you pick up the phone and uh, voices sound differently, but I thought we fixed that. We're going to have to look at that later. Um, man, we were in the middle. I thought it was yeah, going to be something I productive. We were, we, were, we were on the middle of a good track. That's Eric <laughs> okay, for that you, though. Thing terrified me that thing is i bright. know yeah you jumped I really yeah for thought all. it was like the fire alarm going oh off. my goodness yeah I, and normally it doesn't ring like that something we gotta fix i, I thought it wasn't supposed to ring at all it was just was a flash yeah that's what i or i think that's a setting on there we'll we'll fix that later we'll fix that later um all right well, yeah, well yeah, um that, so yeah that's what we that's our the t on lebron yeah <laughs> that that is the t on lebron yeah and we're almost through we gotta kind of run through i think our uh next segment uh is uh, oh, hey, Cardinals got some innings in right now. I mean, oh, yeah? some runs. <laughs> well, well, yeah, what's the score update on? I mean, it's still really sad. It's 
two seven nationals top of the fifth so looks like nationals might sweep yeah nationals are definitely going to sweep anyways we are going to go on to our next segment This is the fantastic food review here on Brody and Julia's Super Sports Radio Show. Um, so, Julia, unfortunately, you can't have this blueberry muffin. But I can smell it. You can smell it. So we're going to get a smell review, and then I'll be the uh, the official. So this is from uh, the tea place down the yeah, street. We're having sen- a promotion, right? Scented, a fundraiser? Yeah, Scented Leaf. If anyone wants to go down to Scented Leaf on University Boulevard here at the University of Arizona, or I guess not... Uh, very close to the University of Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> not uh, University uh, Boulevard is not uh, on it. But you can see uh, the campus. It's you beautiful. can see it. Yeah, you're basically <laughs> on campus here. I don't know why I went so so far into that. But anyways, go to Scented Leaf on University here in Tucson. Uh, support S'mores Sophomore Honorary, uh, which is a fantastic organization that I was lucky enough to be a part of uh, when I was a sophomore last year. Um, but that's why I got this muffin. I got some tea there earlier. It was delicious. They have great tea. I always forget about Scented Leaf because I'm more of a coffee guy. Like I'll get tea like at restaurants and stuff, but I never like go out of my way to get tea. Uh, but the tea Who there. Who gets tea at restaurants? I do. Like iced tea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. That's what I, sorry. Yeah, okay, I, like, that's I, yeah. way different. Yeah, I'm thinking no, I, like you're just ha- there to, no, I never get, have some tea and crumpets. Yeah, no, <laughs> some tea, no. No, right. so how about before I Yeah, gro- I mean, you already, it. I saw you're like dying. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty hungry Smells here. sweet. It's weird, you don't see the blueberries. So yeah. Muffin. It really looks like a banana nut muffin, but yeah. it smells like sugar. Yeah, present, <laughs> presentation wise, it looks great, but it also just doesn't look, look like, like there's as, blueberries. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there we have some at the bottom. Oh, oh man, I'm so hit. hungry. This yeah, he's been dying to eat. Yeah, so this this muffin this uh, score is going to be wildly skewed because of how <laughs> hungry. So just a warning, guys. Hmm. How's the smell? How was the smell? Oh, it smells really good. Uh, you can definitely taste a smell that's sweet. I don't smell any blueberries, but then again, we did just have it wrapped up in a. Uh, some plastic wrap so yeah. it might have blocked some of it and it seems like the blueberries yeah Let's there are some blueberries here blueberries in there yeah. <laughs> nope but it smells actually yes i did just get it a whiff those smell really good yeah how is it how does it I taste mean, i mean it's pretty good I, it's not the freshest thing in the world but you, you did know? wait a little as well i did wait i think they probably baked these this morning or maybe yeah. yesterday or something like that so and it's it's late here in tucson so i don't know it's it's pretty good i'd say it's a solid blueberry muffin Comparing it to, like, the uh, Starbucks blueberry muffin, mm, so far, I'm going to take another bite. What about the little Debbie little blueberry muffins? Those were mm. so good. I loved those. <laughs> Not the biggest fan. But I was so young, I probably eat anything with sugar at that point. Yeah. Okay. My my mom makes the best blueberry muffins in the world. So I guess I have a little bit of uh, high yeah. expectations, but I'm also super hungry. It's skewed every which way, I'm telling you guys. Um, but this is good. Would I say it's... I wouldn't, it, you know, it's there. Like, I, I could see myself getting this again if I went to Scented Leaf for the tea, which is fantastic. I, You know, I'm there and I'm like, man, I'm a little hungry. I could use a blueberry muffin. I'd get it again. Am I, like, walking down the street pretty hungry, not getting tea and being like, hmm, maybe I'll stop there for a muffin? <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Like, to be honest, I'm not going to do that. But it, it would be a great compliment uh, with the tea. It's all right. I'm going to give this a 7.2. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah. And smell-wise, I'll give it like a 
point uh, no I, like 4.5 wow. but like i said maybe they weren't cooked this morning i think that does make a difference is mm-hmm. when they're warm and that smell but i didn't smell i couldn't tell it was a blueberry muffin just from smelling it but you know i, I do have some ripe bananas in my fridge oh. i'm gonna make some banana bread for you and eric maybe next whoa, week oh that would be do you fantastic. like chocolate chips and walnuts oh, 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 oh well no, i'm gonna be honest with you i don't like walnuts but um, i won't put walnuts in it then okay although i have a giant bag but i'll just bring the walnuts separately yes yes perfect <laughs> so, if i'm being honest with you I'm, no, I'm I, I mean that's what we want aim for here on the show yes no without <laughs> so, a doubt um we also just found out that we are neighbors. It's really weird. Yeah, we yeah, are neighbors. It's the strangest thing. <laughs> it is It is pretty strange. Um, oh, boy. We don't want a tribe called Quest. Before uh, we wrap up, we're going to uh, play you guys a, uh, a quick PSA. So make sure uh, to keep on listening for this public service announcement. That October is national. Old Pueblo Vapor Lounge reminds us that October is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month and encourages women to get checkups. Early detection means you'll have a much greater chance of becoming a survivor. So, don't delay. Test today. This important reminder is brought to you by Old Pueblo Vapor Lounge in Tucson and Marana. Online at oldpueblovapor.com. Old Pueblo Vapor Lounge is on the air because they care about the health of the women in our community. You're listening to Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show. Who is that? Uh, a British lady that I paid five dollars uh, <laughs> to do that. Yeah, I, I kind of. Uh, so that's how you play a PSA, Julia. And I kind of just wanted to do it so we could use that bumper music. Oh my god! Um, wasn't that kind of cool though? That was pretty cool. That, that might have been too much for. <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of dug it. All right. Yeah. There we go. I'll give her another five dollars to throw my name in whenever I have to sit oh, in for Eric. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Mike, our big Mike Camarillo, our um, advisor here at Camp Student Radio. He got mad that I didn't tell her to say on camp student radio i just she just said you're listening to Brody does she want another five dollars that's the thing i think it would have literally cost another five dollars because there's a word limit and i we just met like though you, you're listening oh to Brody this and actually is someone random you paid yeah, yeah oh my i'm thinking like you had a british fan and you're like hey can you please say this no for me? it was like some this uh british lady online that gets paid to do that okay that's crazy yeah yeah no we take we take our our stuff seriously what do you think her stand on china i mean uh, hong kong is i don't know we should we should I, I i feel like she would defer the question i feel like she's smart enough to say hmm maybe good it's good enough for my business that i i just won't take a stand it's, on it's this yeah, smart. yeah yeah no exactly uh we only have a couple minutes here on brody and julia's super sports radio show uh yeah the mlb mlb playoffs they're basically set the nationals yeah uh well i guess they're not totally set I, but it seems like it's going to be the astros and nationals yeah oh, top of the fifth uh cardinals at four now mm-hmm. and nationals at seven yeah, I, should, I shouldn't be so too confident in the Astros. I, I'm kind of going to be rooting for the Yankees, I think. But uh, because they definitely should win and they could win. But those Astros, they're so pesky. I know. They're so pesky. Like, Jose Altuve, I feel like I'd have a nightmare about him, like, about having to, like, pitch against him. But not, like, in, like oh, he's such a good hitter. Just because he's, like, an, like he's an annoying player. Not, like, as an annoying person. But, like, playing against Jose Altuve would be, like, my least favorite thing ever. Yeah. yeah, like the Napoleon uh, construct or whatever they they say with the the small guys. Uh, I just want the Nationals to win mainly because I'm a Dodgers fan, and there's two sides you could take, but I would rather the person that beat us 
Mm. Go all the way. Mm. I want it to be worth it. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We have uh, one final segment here on Brody and, uh, Brody and Julia's Super Sports <laughs> Radio Show. Today in sports history, back in 1980. Uh, yeah, it would be expected that we'd have some baseball news uh, this uh, today. Uh, but George Brett on this day in 1980 is forced out of the World Series with hemorrhoids. Ouch. Yikes. I'm sorry, George. The and famous. How bad do they have to be? <laughs> to, to not play in the World Series, that's got to be like the worst hemorrhoids. Do you think there's TVs in the bathroom for him? God, I hope so. Or he <laughs> probably wouldn't want to watch that, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, other things that happened on this day in sports history. Back in 1933, the Philadelphia Eagles played their first NFL game in a loss to the New York Giants. Did you see the score? No, I did not. What, what do you think it was? The back at the, that 1933 Eagles team, they must have been pretty good against the Giants. What do you think the score was? Who won and what was the score? Um, I really don't know because you're giving me this look and I don't know which way that goes. <laughs> yeah, I, um, there's no way of – this is kind of unfair. There's not really – All right. Well, yeah. That, it, it was 56 to nothing. The Giants won. Oh, my God. <laughs> they they taught the Eagles what the NFL was about, I guess, <laughs> on that first uh, – Well, I guess that was back before they would – start uh dispersing new teams with players yeah. that are still well-rounded yeah yeah no exactly <laughs> it's not going to be like the las vegas uh knights are uh just going all the way on their first year yeah no exactly um all our final on this day in sports history back in 1997 a new york jury awarded boxer mitch green forty five thousand dollars in civil lawsuit against mike tyson for a street ball brawl back nine years earlier in 1988. And so. that's the story of how he got his lisp. Really? No. No? <laughs> 100% <laughs> no. Yeah, I was like, I, I thought that was just like a natural thing. Yeah, okay. very well, maybe. I had no on, idea. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for uh, joining me here, Julia, filling in for Eric. It was a, you were a great uh, co-host. Thank you, thank you. I hope to be back one of these days. Yeah, no, for sure. Oh, with we, banana bread. With banana bread. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you to yeah. that, Julia. I, we would appreciate that. Any final words for the, the folks out there before we go off air? Um. Definitely go follow uh, at camps underscore sports. Yes. Uh, that's camp with a K because I will be at the game alongside Brody. Mm -hmm. Well, not well, actually alongside because yeah. he'll be having fun. Yes, we'll but be in the I same. But I will yeah. as well. Uh -huh. I'll be uh, live tweeting from that game when Arizona kicks some USC butt. Yeah, there can we go. I say go. butt? Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, no, you can't. Yes, you can say butt. <laughs> I, we play a song that says hose. Uh, you can say butt. All right. Um, but thank you all for tuning in uh, to Brody and Julia's Super Sports Radio Show. We hope you all have a great week. Make sure to tune in next week at 6 p.m. Tucson time. And remember to bear down.